What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 58 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Stay hydrated with body armor. Shouts to all the listeners around the world. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, Mr. Former Simpson returns, man. You know it's always an epic episode when Foamy and Combo chop it up on Combo's Court. We discuss the ridiculousness of pickup basketball, Tiger Woods' comeback, the greatest cereals of all time, and a bunch of other great topics, man. A great conversation. I think you will enjoy. Make sure you go subscribe to Foamy's YouTube channel, Mr. Foamer Simpson. He's at 400K subscribers. Let's get him to a million, man. You could also follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Foamer Simpson. You know you could follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's Oni, T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Shout out to the Spotify community as well. I see you. Come hang out with us at 12combo.com. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca on the track. I wanted to pose a question to you, man. Sure. What causes more delusion than, than pickup basketball? What causes more delusion? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, nothing. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> nothing. No, 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 no. It's, it's funny. My brother and I were just talking about this. Pickup basketball, for most people playing it, it's not a good look. No. It's, it's really, really not a good look. Like, you got dudes that should never leave the block trying to bring the ball up and, and hoist up threes, you, you know, where I think it's actually the worst is, and I forget who tweeted this. Oh, man, I, I, I'd like to give people credit when I can. Someone tweeted this the other day. You should have to, oh, the homie Marco from Jordan Brand. Yo, you should have to pass like a course or a class in order to play pickup basketball, the same way you would if you got your driver's license. 100%. You know, it's defensively, it is a show. Like, it's crazy to me that you get more banged up playing with bums than you would playing with a bunch of high-level players. And it's I guess it makes sense. It's not sense. even close. Yeah, it's like, like, listen, running under you when you shoot, undercutting you at the rim, flinging their elbows all over. It's just like, it's like, come on, man. Like, these dudes, like, go get back on the treadmill, bro. Well, well, part of it is, is if you're not playing with high-level players, you're just in the rec gym, your teammates probably won't be at a high level either. So the right. court spacing is bad. When, when you're like maybe in an ISO, you got four people waiting for you in the paint. Uh, and, then, and then if you if you make the right pass, they're not knocking that down or they might not even catch it. So they could, uh, keep, they could keep doing that same, keep four people in the paint and just. It's, it, it's the worst, man. It, it's, it, it's really the worst. But I mean, but I see you though. I see you on Instagram. You're like the Jewish brawn uh, up on the uh, – on the Upper East Side. Yeah, that's exactly where it is, the Upper East Side. And and I love my new rec career, man. I'm a, I'm a pickup <laughs> rec basketball player. And it really is fun. It's actually – it might be more fun than playing professionally. Like, you don't have to worry about 
getting your next contract. You, you play when you want. You, you don't have to work out if you don't want to, you know? You, I, honestly, man, you know, it's funny because looking back at my basketball career, and obviously you played overseas a lot longer than I did, but looking back, even college and stuff like that, and just looking back at my career, my most fun moments, you know, where I just had the – the best time really with the game if I really really honestly look at it it was man it was in the parks all over New York City and it was in you know this YMCA and this boys and girls club and here and there and just playing with my brothers and even my other brother who who I don't think you know but our youngest brother who never really even hooped but he would play with us and like it was that's really where I, I, I feel like it's become such a business. I mean, of course, like the NBA overseas is all, but college has become such a business, even at the smaller levels has become such a business. High school has become such a business that you really lose a lot of the joy in the game and you lose, you know, you get trained so early on through AAU and through all these things. And it's only become more and more that way. It was like that when we were playing, too at, at in high school but it's even more so that way now and uh man i think you can really lose the love for it and i think you can really get away from why we started playing you know you and i we bro we weren't dribbling in the snow doing ball handling drills because we were like yo we need that 20 million dollar contract nah no nah, i think we did it because we just wanted to be better than everybody else it, i think that was it, a big part of it. it exactly but i feel like if all of that is predicated on loving the game. Right, right. Like it didn't feel like like I would I've never in my life I can remember this was this was the year before you got to Winchester. And my roommate at the time had transferred in from Oak Hill. And he would he would be like, Oh shit, we gotta go to practice. Oh man. Like, was that was the seven footer? Nah, that wasn't the seven footer. His name was uh Tim Stevens. He okay. was uh yeah, now nah, he was from he was actually from uh, New York, but way, way upstate, like Rochester area. And he uh, it's funny. He came on this uh, school year had already started. He came on and it was we had a kid from uh, Passaic, New Jersey, who got out on the George Washington Bridge. He, he got out of the van and was like, I'm going home. <laughs> you told me about this. bro. Yo, I it was this story. Hell of a player. <laughs> Jeremiah King, hello. I'm not trying to make the blackout on him. You know what I mean? But it was <laughs> hell of a player, one of the smoothest point guards I've I've ever played with. And man, it was it was just too close to home for him. I know you know a lot of us deal with homesickness and stuff like that. Being from New York City, New York City, being from Jersey, and then you know having to make the transition to rural Massachusetts, you know. And so yeah, man, we we were stopped at the toll booth, and and, and he got out. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of New York, man, uh, you want to get into your boy D Dot's tweet? Call him D, Yo, D, listen, D Dot D Dot Gottlieb. <laughs> Yo, first of all, first of all, I I just you know, listen, man, I, I'm, this normally isn't my style, but bozo, and 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 he, you know, here's my thing, man. Um, here's my thing. First of all, New York City slander. Even though you know this better than anyone, I've been gone for a long time. Right. You know, I've been gone for a long time. Came back. You know, briefly here and there. The Yankee but, fitted um, is always on, though. The yo, the Yankee fitted is never coming off, man. I'm just, I'm just gonna let you know now. Like <laughs> rocking chair, nursing home, wherever I end up, like the Yankee fitted stays on. And it doesn't matter what color the kicks are. 
It's no. a blue Yankee. It <laughs> does not matter. Blue Yankee stays on. Only comes off when I hoop. And um, so here's the thing. Like, I- I'm always ready for battle when it comes to New York. But I- I'm really, as far as media goes, I'm not into the goofy tweets for to get a reaction out of people, to get a rise out of people. That's like the Skip Bayless um, type of thing where they say it's like shock jocks, you know, like. They, yeah, they, they you, would, you would figure crazy. that you would figure that a guy that that plays ball and knows how you have to be consistent, you know, like when you're becoming better as a basketball player, it's kind of like consistent, right. real hard work. You you figure it wouldn't translate into their media career, you know, exactly. And And see, for me, when I hear something like that or see something like that, I'm like, oh, he's a bozo. Like, oh, okay, say, like, say no more. He's a bozo. Like, so you have to, like, you should take your credibility seriously. And the thing is, like, I'm, I'm not going to get on here and be like, yo, he, he was a, a bum-ass player and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Because he wasn't, he, yeah. He could hoop, obviously. You know, I'm not, you know, I saw Steph was going at him. I mean, Steph having the career that, that he had, he's allowed to call him a bum. You know? Right, right, right. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and call him a bum, but I can it was a bozo ass tweet. And, and the thing about it is to say there's, it wasn't even close to on the mark. Like it's to say that, you know, a lot of New York city players transfer out now to say that New York city basketball maybe is not what it once was is another fair statement, but to say that New York city doesn't produce hoopers. And I saw him trying to kind of backtrack a little bit when, when people were kind of going at him, he was saying, you know, well, what has it been lately? But that's not what your tweet was. Your tweet was that New York City does not produce hoopers. And I don't have the tweet right in front of me, but like, come on, man. Like, give me a break. Like, of course, we could go way back to Kareem and Chris Mullen and we, you know, Kenny Smith. And, and we could come right up through the, the, the whole thing. Steph, Rod Strickland. I get, Rod Strickland was obviously before Steph. But I'm just saying we could go through the whole thing. And but even now. If you look at the Hoopers right now, I mean, I, I want to say that like two of the top five players in 2019 are New York City guys or um, two of the top 10. There's another guy from upstate from the Rochester area. He's top five. I think you have Cole Anthony, who's number one. You have um, uh, Precious. I can't I'm not going to butcher his last name. Um Precious something. He went to Montverde down here in Florida, New York City guy. Um, you have Jalen LeCue, who's playing up at Brewster, you know, same conference we played in. Shouts to the Nepsack. You're really in touch with this high school stuff. Wow. Well, you, well, well, you know what? I've been helping out with some high school stuff down here. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And so, you know, I got my young shooter on deck. He's playing AAU now. And so, you know, he just, he just went head to head against, um, this dude from IMG's point guard, they just won the high school national championship. And uh, he's a Jersey kid. Uh, Noah Farrakhan shouts to him. Good young player. And so I had my, you know, my young hitter went against him. And so, yeah, I am in touch with the high school scene. So it was a dumb tweet. It, it was a dumbass tweet. Like New York city, like anything, there's going to be, you know, it's like the tide. There's going to be an ebb and flow to anything. There's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be hot spots on the timeline where, you know, there's a five-year period where one city is just like, damn, where are all these dudes coming from? Like, you know, Chicago had that where they had, you know, D Rose and followed it up with 
um, Jabari Parker and Jimmy Butler's in there. And like Chicago had a crazy run. And obviously other cities produced. I'm not even sitting here saying New York is the best city. Right. You know, I mean, L.A., I mean, Westbrook, Harden. I mean, you know, come on. But and let's not forget about, you know, I talked about some of the old time guys. I talked about some of the high school kids. You know, how about Kemba Walker, fam? Yeah. All star. Yeah. Like, bro, like, let's let's not get crazy here. Let's not let's not talk out of the side of our neck for retweets. So I thought that was I I listened. I want to say I listened. I think I listened to that podcast. You know, I'm a big fan of your podcast. So. I appreciate when, that. When, yeah. When you had Doug on, um, I listened to that and it's just, but man, I just got, I got to call a spade a spade, man. That was a whack ass tweet. And, uh, definitely I was like, Oh, okay. This guy's in Bozoville. But, um, you know, again, I, I am a little biased because, you know, it's New York city all day. Definitely. I mean, there is some players that come from small town USA. Um, but the best players generally come from the DC area, New York, Cali, Chicago, sure. Philly, but what we're not even talking about is that there's less Americans in the NBA right now. It's been regressing a little bit every year for every city. Oh, it's 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 unbelievable. And it's it's a testament to the game of basketball and how it's spreading. And I think that once people caught on to the game and basically how fast paced it is, how exciting it is, but also or you can play it anywhere, you know, like you can play it anywhere. I mean, I guess you can't play it in Siberia but I'm saying like you you can you can play it almost anywhere and you don't need a lot of money to play it I mean you don't need a lot of space to play it you don't need a lot of money to play it and so I think in that regard it's I I think that's one of the reasons and of course it's fun and it's exciting but I think that's one of the reasons why it's growing so quickly all over the world and shouts to you know other countries because they're catching up quick and they really, really are, um, you know, you look at some of these other places, man, and, and man, they're, they're every year, you know, and like you said, every year, more and more foreign players in the league. And as they elevate their game, there's just less spots for, for Americans unless they're literally, you know, even better and better and better. Yeah, I've talked about this on the show. And also another thing is that the European game and the American game are getting closer and closer together in terms of style. So yes. that's part of the reason too. 100%, 100%, you know, so it's, it's, you know, the, the game evolves and, and, and things change and, you know, every city has its time where, you know, where they have, you know, produce a, you know, a few gems, but New York city, man, watch how you speak on our name. Please. <laughs> please Definitely please. New York city all day. Um, let, let, let's segue to hip hop, man. Do you feel that country, Hip hop fusion will be like the new wave, or like <laughs> you feel like it'll be a one one time thing because you know people people just imitate what's what's doing well, you know. And I'm sure we're gonna see some country hip hop songs coming along real soon. But do you feel like it could be like a wave? <laughs> and you know that's what we, what we like to do. Like we could always talk about what's behind us, but I like to kind of project what's gonna be in front of us, you know? Right. Yeah. Nah. For sure. Um, yeah. It's easy. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Right. You know. Um, right. It's, it's funny. We're actually going to talk about this on, on our pod as well, but especially because Dave East on Instagram yesterday was like, yo, that uh, old town road, that old town road uh, track is whack. <laughs> oh, wow. People were I, thought, getting, I, I didn't see, I didn't see that. I like Dave East music too. I, I, I didn't like see Dave that East too. Uh, again, maybe it's a New York city thing. I saw like 
the sentiment on Twitter was almost like, you know, he was a hater and this and that. And here, my thing is this, you know, um, people were like, oh, what Davey's song and blah, blah, blah. Like, I bang with Davey. Like, Davey's is dope to me. Davey's like, is super dope. Yeah. Like, yeah. so that's, I can't co-sign that. Like, you lose me as soon as you say that. But, yeah. um, and here's my thing. Was, was Davey's whack for saying that? No, I don't think so. I think he's entitled to his opinion. I think that people get so offended these days. It's like, yo, no one can have an opinion anymore. Yo, if he thinks the shit is whack, then he thinks it's whack. That doesn't mean you have to think it's whack or I have to think it's whack or the next man has to think it's whack. Or it's, it doesn't necessarily mean the person's hating. Exactly. They it could, just don't it could, like it. It could mean it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it. Exactly. It, it, you know, so it's you can't just throw everything into one box. If someone says something is whack it doesn't mean that they just get thrown into the hater box you know it's every situation every circumstance is different so um do i think the country song is whack i don't think it's whack i don't think it's really i think it's just part of it's just it's like some party the beat kind of goes a little bit you can turn it up you know and just kind of let it bang but it's not you know davis is like a rapper's rapper you know, definitely like real New like, York old school. Him and your favorite rapper Styles even had an album together. Recently. Exactly, Styles yeah. P. Like those guys are like rappers, rappers. You know, like they're really rapping. Like they really care about like rap, and right. it's that's obviously not with some young kid who's doing a country fusion. I mean, he's just. I was reading something that he was. He had some like parody Twitter account, and he was trying to blow up that way beforehand, and you know. I'm not mad at someone for using social media to try to get on. That's how I make a living. Right. So right. I'm not knocking his hustle at all, but you know, you have to allow for opinions. You know, it can't be everything, every new hit that comes out, everybody doesn't have to like it. And every, you know, rapper doesn't have to co-sign it. And like, there doesn't have to be, it's like the same thing in sports, right? Like everyone doesn't have to be friends. Right. right? Everyone doesn't have to like, I think sometimes it's good for music and for sports. Like we like those rivalries. Like I love that, you know, Brooklyn and Philly are like getting into it and like not being all smiley about it. And like, I like that answer the Kumpo. Like, I don't think answer the Kumpo should be MVP. I think it should be Harden, but I like that answer the Kumpo is, has basically kind of come out and said like, yo, like, I don't really fit these dudes. Like, I, like I'm, I don't want to work out with them. Like LeBron kind of, I feel like he kind of was a part of creating that culture of like, hey, we're all friends and we're going to train together in the off season and, you know, tweet each other and like each other's Instagram photos and, you, and, you know, hang out and party together. And, and Giannis is kind of like, nah, I want to do my own thing. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to train with the enemy. Like I, I'm trying to take you, take your head off. Right. So on some Game of Thrones type shit. So I I think that, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of LeBron, but as far as that mentality goes, sure, you have your friends, but I, I think it's good when there is some of that competitiveness. And like being, to me, what would be some suckers would be Dave East to say, oh, look, I see that's hot right now. Let me jump on and let me try to, you know, collaborate ride that wave yeah yeah like th that's corny like that's corny him saying it's whack to me that's not corny me myself personally I, I got a kick out of the song i listened to it a handful of times and kind of bob my head to it 
and then that was kind of it. As far as the future goes, I'm sure anytime something is a hit, you'll always see spinoffs. You'll always see other people, including the same person. Um, I can't think of his name at the moment. Um, it uh, Damn. Wait, Little Nas X? Yeah, yeah, Little Nas X. Okay, yeah. Little Nas X. It was escaping me. You know, I'm sure he'll follow it up and try to, you know, come with some more country hip-hop bangers and good for him. Yeah. I love the fact that they kicked him off the country music like top charts or whatever it is. And he was like, I'm going to go get Billy Ray Cyrus on you. Right. <laughs> like, like, yo, like if it's not country enough, yo, let me go get a guy named Billy Ray Cyrus to, to freak this real quick. And, you know, let us back in, uh, you know, the country scene. And so I- I'm a fan of anyone who's hustling and anyone who's trying to get it and anyone who's doing their thing. Is it the future of hip hop? Absolutely not. I think it'll be something that comes and goes pretty quick because at the end of the day, there's only so much I think that you could really do. I, I think that it's kind of like a novelty. And I think that, you know, if it were to become something where it was happening a lot and a lot of artists were doing it, I think it would kind of lose its luster a little bit. You know, I mean, he's not the first guy to combine the genres. I mean, you know, Nelly had the joint that he did with, uh, it was a Tim McGraw, um, there was a couple others. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there was a couple others. So yeah, not, yeah. Not Nelly definitely time. did do it. Nelly definitely did do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelly, yeah, yeah. Nelly, trendsetter, man, Pi- <laughs> pioneer. <laughs> For sure. You know, talking to you know, speaking on trends on what I think will happen in the future. You know, recently I've been. Um, we actually talked about how when IG went down for a day, you didn't realize how much you were on IG. Right. Yeah. And um, I've been waking up in the morning and reading a book a little bit before I um get on the phone. You know. Apple added screen time. I think there's going to be this wave where like there's going to be like groups of people or a bunch of people that are be like all oh, this time on your phone is no good. And I think, you know, when everything tips so far in one direction, it right. usually goes back. I see that wave coming too. do you see that bubbling up as well? I do. Yeah. And I, and I think I mean, it is even for me, it's, it's gotten to the point and I, I think maybe I really started to notice it, like you said, when when Instagram went down and I was like, damn. I'm reaching for my phone a lot to go on Instagram just kind of cause. And yeah. then, I, then I started noticing that it's very hard for me to outside of work, work I'm good at, you know, kind of uh, separating and, and, and getting my work done. But I started noticing whether I'm out at dinner or whether I'm, you know, watching a show or whether I'm even whatever I'm doing, walking. You were, dog, you were at a wedding once and I saw, and I saw them catch you at a wedding. What's that? I saw them catch you at a wedding on the phone once. I think somebody posted it. You reposted it. You were oh, like, they caught yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, now one thing I am pretty good about and I've always been conscious of, conscious of, man, my, my, my words today are all over the place. I got to get, I need a cup of coffee, man. I'm like, coffee just, just fiends you out big time. But um, I'm on it too. Oh man, it's terrible. <laughs> so it's, I've always been a fan of like, if I go somewhere, if I travel somewhere, if I'm doing something like I want to experience that thing, 100%. Like, you'll never see me like live story, like a concert or like something that's really dope. Sure. If I go to, you know, I was in Ireland and I was here and I was London. And, you know, when I'm back home in, in the city and wherever I'm at, I do like to share on social media, especially because, you know, I, I rely upon that. It's kind of like, my living but my livelihood but i don't od with it and i i i do know how to 
put my phone down and, and enjoy something. But just kind of in my everyday, kind of just like the regular, schmegular, like day-to-day stuff, I just on my phone a little too much, man. And, and, and I have become aware of it. And I am trying to, um, you know, kind of separate from that. You know, my mom will tell you, yo, you shouldn't be on your phone an hour before bed. You know, the, the, the radiation and the lights that come off of the phone yeah. screen, it, you know, it, you know, it affects your spirit in a certain kind of way. Like, she might be right. Like, she probably is right, bro. She probably <laughs> is right. I mean, you know, when in doubt, trust mom Dukes. But 100%. It's. It, it, it really is, you know, I, I guess I should say I'm not to the point of that where I have the discipline to where I can ha- be without my phone for a whole hour before bed on a regular basis. Or right. I, I know a dude that on Sundays, he just doesn't touch his phone. And I kind of work a little bit seven days a week, really, is kind of my schedule is kind of crazy. So again, I'm not to that point yet. But I have made more of an effort to like, if I'm out to eat, if I'm, you know, watching a show to actually watch the show, to not be on my phone, to not be on Twitter, to not be on Instagram, to not be scrolling, to not to really kind of just be a little bit more in the present and not just allow myself to be, you know, sucked into the to the phone, to the screen, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I can speak to that. You know, I don't know what you're doing all the time, but I know when you're with me, neither of us. Like when you come into the city and we chop it up, I don't think neither of us even touch the phone. Like I think nah. we're just mostly talking, you know? Yeah. And, and and that's what I mean. I've always been good at that. Like, yeah, if, if, you know, like you and I, we don't get to connect in person all that much. So right, right. Do, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm focused on, on building between me and you, Fast. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on enjoying my time home and, you know, maybe beating up the bot a little bit with Shake Shack. And, uh, <laughs> Yo, I didn't feel good for like two days. <laughs> Yo, terrible. Oh, I, I'm, I'm back on a diet, by the way. <laughs> How, how's that going? It's going all right, man. I'm doing keto. Oh, um, that's yeah. My mom, my mom was on it for a little bit. What you can you can't eat fruit, though. Is that that one? Uh, yeah, man, fruit. You can you can do berries in moderation. OK. And yeah, you know, there's some things I don't like about it. There's some things I do like about it. I don't think it would ever be a long-term thing for me because I love fruit. Me bro. too. I love fruit. And, you know, but I'm, I'm going to try it out and, uh, and see how it goes, man. I, you know, I got to, it's, for me, it's always like the seesaw. Like I'll lose 20 pounds and be feeling great and, you know, a step quicker on the court and, you know, dunking and, and feeling good. And then, you know life gets me and I start enjoying it a little too much. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm back up to 245 and I'm like, Oh man. So, um, yeah, I'm back on a diet. I'm, uh, almost a weekend. So, so far, so good. <laughs> Speaking of diets, man, I just, um, I just had some captain crunch man the other day. Where would that rank on your, <laughs> <laughs> where would that yeah. rank on your all time cereals? And also when I was a kid, man, you know, Basically, I kept it simple. My favorite cereal by far when I was a kid was Frosted Flakes, which is just pretty much cornflakes with a ridiculous amount of sugar, man. (laughs) Exactly. An ungodly amount of sugar. Yo, Young Combo was a simple man. Simple man. You know what I mean? Give him some Frosted Flakes. (laughs) Give him a basketball. You know, know, maybe maybe a little DMX to listen to. He's good to go. (laughs) You know? It's... um, it's Captain Crunch. I would rank as 
my number one cereal. Wow. And you know what? I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't mention Captain Crunch because I knew that. Like, I, I remember you always talking about cereals, but I didn't know that was your number one, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a connoisseur, man. You know, in, in my house growing up, a lot of times there wasn't much food, but we almost always had, now it was usually the off brand, but we almost always had cereal on deck. And uh, that my brothers and I, before bed, that was like our thing. We would talk and eat a, eat a couple bowls of cereal and just, you know, be brothers, you know? Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, so it's, you know, cereal is, is life. But even though I don't really eat it anymore, but Captain Crunch is at the top of the list, especially when you talk about the umbrella that Captain Crunch is. You know, you have peanut butter Captain Crunch. You have the regular Captain Crunch, obviously. You have Crunch Berries. I mean, there is a lot of greatness under that Captain Crunch name. And uh, so that, that's up there. Frosted Flakes. To me, Frosted Flakes and Honey Nut Cheerios, those are like the Tim Duncan. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Honey Nut Cheerios is like the Tim Duncan of the, of the cereal game. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it gets the job done. It's not the, you know, it's not the most exotic. It's not going to wow you, but it's day in, day out. It's just, it just gets the job done. And um, so Frosted Flakes is up there. Lucky Charms has got to be up there. Irish Tings, all, you know, a little biased. Yeah, of course. Lucky, Lucky Charms has got to be up there. Uh, Fruit Loop Charms is something that's more recent that I actually tried for research purposes, of course. And um, it was, it was delicious as well. I thought it was better than regular Fruit Loops, but not as good as regular Lucky Charms. It was somewhere in the middle. Um, cinnamon, cinnamon Toast Crunch is delicious, but honestly, it, and I'm going to sound like an old head with this, it hurts my teeth a little bit. <laughs> Bro, I was about to say, yo, Bro, it's good, but it is so sweet. It's yeah. ridiculous. It, it's like one bowl of that, and you are down for the count. Like, that's like Frosted Flakes. If Frosted Flakes is at a 7 on the scale of 10 as far as sugar goes, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is like a 14. Ridiculous. I mean, like, it, it, it's off the Richter chart. It's just like, it, it, it's 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 too much for your boy. So, um, but yeah, those are, I would say, Captain Crunch, Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes, Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, those are... Those are, you know, just out of respect, I probably would throw Cinnamon Toast Crunch into the mix, but um, just because my 12-year-old self would be upset otherwise. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, those are, I mean, that's kind of the Mount Rushmore right there. Yeah, actually, I had the one with the berries. I honestly can't taste that much of a difference between the regular and the berries. So what's your favorite Captain Crunch under the Captain Crunch <laughs> umbrella? Peanut butter. Okay. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. I'm a peanut butter guy. I mean, you know. I guess someone could talk me into um, going with the regular just because it's regular, you know, and it's that's kind of like the standard, you know, classic, if you will. But, yeah, no, I, I enjoy peanut butter Captain Crunch the most. That's that's crack cocaine, man. I, I got to stay away from that stuff. <laughs> that's, that's, that's bad news for me. I'm actually been on the peanut butter sandwiches, not on the peanut butter uh, Captain Ooh, Crunch. Man, listen, I'm telling you, man, you know, growing up, you know, the way that we grew up, it, you know, I, I think you get, um, you know, that ingenuity kicks in. You get real inventive. You know, you yeah. turn into turn into Albert Einstein, turn into Galileo in the kitchen. Huh. And uh, man, yeah, no, we used to do. I, I guess I found out later on that it was called the Elvis, but we used to do 
uh, peanut butter with banana. That's good. We we would do straight peanut butter. We would toast it and do uh, butter and cinnamon and sugar. You know, we would do. I mean, we man, we would make a sandwich out. Of, of course, peanut butter and jelly, the classic. We would do just peanut butter. We would do peanut butter with honey. You know, we would do just butter and honey. I mean, we would do anything. So, um, it's uh, those are those are timeless snacks. Hundred percent, man. I I, I yeah. saw you post this question on uh, on your Instagram, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> where would you uh, where would you rank the Jordan Cement fours all time? Man, um, as far as Jordans go, or as far as sneakers go, as far as Jordans, as far as Jordans go, I think it would probably be. Well, what was your? Well, let me ask you this: What was your question posed for? For Jordans or all time? Ah, uh, it's a good question. I guess I didn't really think that out. I mean, I guess. I guess I was thinking with Jordans. Okay. I guess I was thinking with Jordans. I guess for me, it's uh, it's definitely top five, probably top three. I mean, I think the, I think the Jordan, I think the black and red Jordan Eleven for me personally. Although I mean the Space Jam, the Concord, I mean they're all all the Jordan Elevens for me have like a special place. Um, but the black and red Jordan Eleven, that was the first pair of Jordans that I ever bought, like with my own money. Right. And uh, so those, the black cement three and then the black cement four, those are like, you know, all basically with that same black and red Chicago Bulls kind of color scheme. But I think those are are the top three. If there was another one that was kind of, ah, you know what, you know what, I probably would have the black and red Jordan one. Just me personally. Yeah, those are I dope. Would, I would pro- I would probably have that in the top three and the black cement four. You know what? So I'm gonna say top five. I'm gonna say my top five are it not necessarily in order, but the Jordan, the black and red Jordan eleven, the black cement three, the uh black and red Jordan one, the black cement four, and probably um like the infrared six or something like that, you know, a bunch of black and red classic Jordan models. All he wore all of them. He did amazing things on the basketball court in all of them. And so uh, those are just, uh, I, I would say that those are the top five. Right. You know, I, I know you put a lot of your time into YouTube, obviously um, go sure, check yeah. out Foamy's YouTube channel, Mr. Foamer oh, yes. Simpson, a 400 K. Wow. 400K, man. 400K and, and still going, man. I need that Millie. I need that Millie. Yeah, it's going to happen. I, yeah, it's going to, you know, hopefully sooner than later. We got some really, really. Wait, really, I got you right really... now. Combo Nation, get Foamy to a million. You'll be there soon. Watch. Oh, say less. <laughs> say less. I got the combo co sign. I'm in there like swimwear, kid. <laughs> Let's do it. So, yeah. But um, the reason, the reason I, I, I say that to say this, um, you know, I don't know how much time you put into Instagram, but what, what makes the difference seem like for you? Uh, obviously, it's different for everybody. A story post and a main post. I think it depends on on the person, honestly, and I yeah. think it depends on what the audience or what the uh, people who follow your account what they've come to kind of you know enjoy and expect. Right. And then you know I, I think it's always about being kind of authentic and kind of true to who you are. For me, I have a lot more fun with my Instagram story than I do with the actual posts. I feel like there's a lot more engagement on the stories. I feel like I'm able to kind of do things and post things in a little bit more of an unfiltered fashion. Yeah. Where 
you know, I can kind of just, it's kind of like, I, I kind of look at it as like my little mini daily vlog. Right, you know? right. It's like, you know, I show what sneakers I'm grabbing. I show, you know, without having to, you know, get the lighting perfect and, you know, shoot it with a DSLR camera with a $800 lens. And, you know, it's, you can just write on the iPhone, boom, you know, I can show what sneakers I'm, I'm, I'm picking up. I can show what I'm wearing. I can show where I'm at. I can show some artsy sh- and kind of feel like I'm, you know, a hipster and I'm really doing <laughs> something, <laughs> you know, with, with, with my coffees and I can show my dog. You're ripping and, and I running. Can... I think that's why it fits you well. You're ripping and running with the stories. Exactly. Exactly. I think for, and you know what? I, I hadn't actually, th- that's actually worded perfectly. I think for someone who's on the move, the Instagram story is lovely. I think it's beautiful. I think for somebody who's maybe a little bit more, you know, stationary, you know, maybe the, you know, the main post or the main feed, I should say, is, is maybe where they put a little more of their focus. But, you know, I, uh, I kind of just go with what I feel, man. If I, you know, if I want to post something on the, on the, the main feed, I do it. You know, if I want to post on, on the story, I do it. And, you know, I like to keep the story going where I always have, you know, at least a few up, but I also am conscious to not overdo it. I don't want to be that guy with, you know, 30 story posts that you got to just zoom through like, all right, bro, come on. You know? <laughs> that's me. So that's me sometimes, but I've got better with that. <laughs> it's, um, it's, you know, I, I think it's actually probably pretty effective. I noticed the more I post, the more views I get per story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is pretty, you know, it is kind of the thing there. I just, I guess my thing always is, and there, I guess there's two schools of thought on it, like promote, 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 promote. Like you can't really go wrong there. But for me, I'm kind of just like, I don't want people to get sick of me, you know? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to overdo it on them. I, you know, I want, if I tell them, Hey, swipe up, you know, check out this video. I don't want it to be something that's so redundant at that point where they're like, all right, bro. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, but we're all learning, man. There's no, there's no real playbook to any of this stuff, even though people try to, you know, tell you, hey, this is going to make you successful or that's going to make you successful. You got to kind of just jump in and figure out what works for you. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think like if you're trying if you're trying to find ways to like beat the algorithm or, you know, ask for follows or stuff like that, if you just put in that time to actually make your content better and just work on whatever you're doing, I think that's way more beneficial than trying to like juice the system or something. And, you know, I think something that I've always kind of lived by, it's a, it's a phrase or a saying that I've always liked. And it was, I always kind of my mentality with basketball and with everything. I I know yours was this too, you know, back in the day, me and you, we weren't really trying to network. It was more of, wow. I was going to bring this, I was going to bring this up with you. Wow. Yeah. Because, and, and the phrase is, and obviously everyone has heard it, the cream always rises to the top. And that's always been my thing, man. Just like, and I've gotten better with networking and networking actually is really important. I wish I knew that. I wish I knew now that there's a phrase. I wish my pops used to always hit me with this. I wish I knew then what I now, I wish I knew then what I know now when I wanted to be then what I am now. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I butchered that. I just pulled a George Bush, but um, it's, I wish I would have put a little more focus and a little more emphasis into networking back then. But at the end of the day, if you were going to rely on one thing and hang your hat on one thing, it's not a bad thing to hang your hat on. And that is just 
Be better than the dude across from you. Be better than the next podcast. Be better than the next YouTube channel. Be better than whoever your competitors are. And not even on some grimy, just on some competitive, like, let's get it on. I want to be the best in this space, in this area. Like, I've always kind of had that about me. I know you've always had that about you as well. And Definitely. So that, that, that's just kind of always been been my mental on that. Yeah, I agree, man. Networking's great, and I love connecting with people. But if you could, you could easily spread yourself thin just trying to network for the sake of networking. You know? Uh huh. I, I think you can go too far in any direction. Yeah. And if, if you spend so much time on networking, and I know people like this, that there's really no substance to them, and they're really networking, but whatever their product is, whatever they're trying to sell to the masses, or whatever it is, whether they're a basketball player or, or whether, you know, in that sense, your game and your skills are the product, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a YouTube channel, whatever it is, whether it's a, you know, bank, it doesn't matter what it is. If, if you rely so heavily on just kind of the networking aspect and you lose focus on kind of the meat and potatoes and and the actual substance of, of what you are and what you're delivering, then you're you're really going to get lost in the sauce. I agree, man. I agree. Let's end with this, man. Um, how proud are we of, of Tiger Woods, man? Yo, listen, man. <laughs> listen, man. I'm I'm not going to sit here in front like I'm a golf guy. Yeah. I took I took a, a you know I, I mini golf a couple times putt putt. You know, golf is not exactly the most popular sport in New York City, um, but to see the depth from which he rose is I think it's the greatest comeback story. I mean, you talk about like UVA, like losing to the 16 seed the year before and then coming back and, you know, winning the, the national tournament. And there's been some, some really great comeback stories. LeBron down three, one right. to possibly the greatest team in NBA history. But bro, w- w- Tiger Woods got left for dead. Right. I mean, he got left for dead. And so for him to come back and win it like that, man, it was it was great to witness. It was great to see, and I think it really you know kind of gives even the 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 regular person, even someone who's not playing sports, just in life. It kind of that's what's so great about sports, and it kind of breathes hope into all of us. And it's like, damn, well if he can do that, then you know I can do this with my business idea. Or even though this time it didn't work out, you know I can get back and, and even get further than I ever thought I could. And so it, it was incredible to see. I think it's the greatest comeback in sports that I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I, I'm super happy for him because, you know, a lot of these people that were writing him off are now like, you know what I mean? They're like on yep. it now. So but that's no. how it always is. I, yo, Tiger will never be what he was. Tiger's a bum. He's a womanizer. He's a this, he's a that. He's a flawed human being. No question. Um, I think a lot of people shouldn't, you know, throw stones if they live in a glass house. I think that a lot of times celebrities get put under this magnifying glass. And meanwhile, regular people are out here cheating on their wives. I'm not condoning it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, I think what we have to realize is that celebrities are regular people. 100%. 100%. And it's not an easy job being a celebrity. Can you hear that rain coming down? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Bro, well, welcome. Welcome to Florida. (laughs) We wrapped it up at the right time. But no, it, it, um, it, it really is. It, it, it's a tough deal. I can't even imagine what it's like to be under the spotlight like that. But um, shouts to Tiger Woods. 
that was incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking to, to see what his next move is. I would love if he could win a couple more. Yeah, that would be great. And, um, man, it was super dope. And, and I appreciate you being here, man. You're always welcome back. Tell the people, tell Combo Nation where they can find Foamy, man. Yo, you guys, yo, you guys can find me, uh, Mr. Former Simpson on YouTube. You can find me, Mr. Former Simpson on Instagram and Twitter. As I'm over here braving this monsoon, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. But, uh, uh, but yeah, man, um, hit me up. You know, give me a follow. Check me out. See if see if you dig what we're doing and, and what we're building down here. And uh, combo, appreciate you having me on. I, I think at some point we're gonna have to uh, collaborate on a, a regular basis. Maybe even if we do like a weekly thing together. Yeah, that'd um, be super dope for real. Yeah, I, I think it's going in that direction. Um, but. Uh, this always just feels so natural. I, I you know, I, I feel like we're back in high school, just chopping it up. So um, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll do it again soon. Most definitely. Uh, and thank you for being here, man. You know, you're always welcome back and we'll definitely get you. We'll definitely get you back on a weekly. Actually, a weekly pod does sound dope, man. Here we are. And there it is. Episode 58 in the books. Big shouts to Mr. Fomer Simpson for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, man. Combo Nation. Let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Be on the lookout for episode 59. Combo out.